you. Yeah, you. Come here for a minute. I want to talk to you. Bang your head against the wall. Bang, 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 bang. Brain needs an overhaul. Bonehead, brain dead, we're all the same. The views expressed on this broadcast of the Take 12 Recovery Radio Show are those of the co-host and guest and do not necessarily reflect those of our affiliates. Mm -hmm. The topics and opinions on today's show should not be considered as medical, Mm -hmm. psychological, or professional advice. Take 12 Radio is not affiliated with any particular 12-step fellowship. And now, here's your host, The Man, The Myth, The Legend, (laughs) The Monty Man. I can't. <laughs> everything just what went happened? everything just went dark. <laughs> I think it's the monster's ink cup. <laughs> Welcome to the Take Twelve Recovery Radio Show. We're starting out a little weird. Tony's in the studio. Good morning, y'all. Marv is here. Yes, I am. There he is. There he is. And Denver's here, too. Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> too many buttons on the uh, on, on the board to push. I love bloopers, though. Do you love bloopers? Yeah. Do you? All right. Good. <laughs> good, good be, it could be a show full of them today. <laughs> it could be a show full of them today. <laughs> That's just mine. Sure. Uh, yeah. Our so, listeners today. <laughs> you know what? Um I forgot to do this last week. Let me see if it's still on here. You're not um, taking a picture, are you? No. Because um, I didn't straighten my hair. No, I got this from Gina. <laughs> <laughs> I got this in the uh, email from Gina K. Uh, it says, Dear Monty, Marv, Denver, and Tony, Aww. thanks for your program on outgrowing your 12-step fellowship. Remember that one we did? Mm-hmm. Do we ever outgrow our 12-step fellowship? Uh, she says, uh, we just... Uh, was just what I needed to hear. I have not been very faithful to attend my meetings using excuses of weather. We have had a long, cold winter in Nebraska. Business, uh, Nebraska. Yeah, business, thinking. Well, these are the excuses she's been making, I guess. Maybe I don't need this anymore. That's what she's been thinking. Thus isolating myself, then feeling sorry for myself, etc. Appreciate you all. Uh, keep, keep keeping on, Gina. Oh, so very good. Thank yeah, you, Gina. thank you, Gina. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So yeah. she heard that she was starting to get stagnant and kind of pulling back, mm-hmm. and that show helped her. You know, excellent. So right on, Gina K from Nebraska. I wonder what part of Nebraska? Because I've been to Omaha. Obviously that's some flat wet. land. Obviously, the wet. Isn't depressing. it all flat? Yeah, pretty much. I have no idea. <laughs> Help us, Gina. Because <laughs> they talk about the sand hills, so. Can't be oh, so there's got to be okay, so, yeah, probably. So the topic this week is abstinence versus recovery. Is there a difference? Well, we'll find out. 
We'll be talking about that uh, soon. But uh, so we don't go backwards, the sound clip was stopped right there, followed by <laughs> this. It's time for Monty Man's <laughs> Weekly Wine. My rainy baby. Your rainy baby. <laughs> Well, I, it's a thing now. Soggy britches. <laughs> Soggy britches. Okay, so I'll give I'll give you mine, and then I got two emails. I got two. Remember, I invited people to uh-huh. send in a wine, so they did. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, excellent! Yes, nice. yes. Uh, but mine is uh, the price of Scotch tape. <laughs> oh, oh, glad you got got that tape in in the last there because I thought we were going south right off the get go. <laughs> Nine dollars for three rolls of. Go to the dollar store. No, but that's crummy Scotch tape. Oh, Jesus! You try to, you try to, you pull it, and it goes, <laughs> and, you, and then you try to break it off on the thing, and it's it's like rubber; it won't snap. This is the best so, one ever. Keep so going. You're complaining about quality. <laughs> the quality of the Scotch tape at the dollar store is very bad. All right. So yeah. if you want uh, quality magic tape. Scotch brand tape. <laughs> um yeah, almost nine bucks for three little rolls. That's ridiculous. And then and then the thing I really hate about tape is when you you know when you you, you don't bend the end of it. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, then it gets lost. And it gets lost in the roll and yeah. then you try to peel it off and then it makes it kind of goes sideways and then you get like half a one. Yeah. This this is 2019. You would think <laughs> that they could fix the tape issue. <laughs> <laughs> Weak. Wow. <laughs> I hope the uh, listeners have something better for us. All right. Uh, email number one, dear Monty Man and crew. With everyone getting offended over every little thing these days, as soon as I read that sentence, right? I thought, this is going to be crazy. This is the one. <laughs> I thought I would put my two cents in. Here Last we week, I went to my local Walmart and purchased a Black & Decker weed eater. It's... Top of the line, it cost me $169. It works great, with one exception. It doesn't actually eat weeds. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> it only chops them up and spreads the weeds and seeds all over the place. I have written Black & Decker and have requested that they oh rebrand God. the name of their garden tools <laughs> as not to deceive people. Weed eaters don't eat weeds. Stop calling them weed eaters. Right it's false advertising. Thank God I don't have to drink over these issues any longer. Hallelujah. That's awesome. We, we that need, is we like need feedback one. on that from Walmart. Uh, we, that's we Sarah J. from Fresno, California. Good, good job, Jay. I like you. Uh, I like oh, you. my gosh. That's awesome. Wow. He actually has a very valid point. Yeah, really. <laughs> awesome. Here's email number two. Uh, hello, Monty, Tony, Marvin, Denver. I have been attending AA meetings now for over five years, and I'm sick and tired of people claiming that the newcomer is the most important person in the room <laughs> when I'm the most important person in the room. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Peter R. from Salem, right, right up the oh, road here. Salem. All right. He signs it restless, irritable, and discontented. <laughs> Howdy. I agree, Peter. No, I'm kidding. I think that's awesome. Both of those. I love the weed eating. Oh, man. So there you go. Maybe Peter and Jay should get together. <laughs> I don't know. Go. Yeah. 
Your weed eater is the most important garden <laughs> tool in your garage. There you, there you go. Um, so that's it for the weekly wine. All right, we're gonna uh, we're gonna take a break. I think. Yep, and we'll be back after this. There I was in my business suit, all dressed up, just uptight as I could possibly be, and I don't remember much of what was said at that first AA meeting. It was more the feeling of the meeting itself. That's what has kept me going. I know it works, and I see the people ahead of me with more sobriety. I see how happy they are, and I want that. I want that too. And what I notice about AA is it sort of helps me to relax and learn to really be happy with my sobriety. It's a richer life to live. That's exactly what Alcoholics Anonymous does. It teaches us how to live without drinking. It teaches us how to have fun and really enjoy life without drinking. This program's given me the good life. The only good life I've ever known. Alcoholics Anonymous. It works. Look us up. Check your phone book, newspaper, or AA.org. All right, everybody. It's time for Take 12 Trivia. Brought to you by that award-winning recovery magazine, the 12-Step Gazette. Visit their website at 12stepgazette.com. Now take it away, the Monty Man! Thank you, Cecil. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so um, on this episode, we're going to play a little um, recovery trivia Jeopardy style. And we're going to give you, the listeners, an opportunity to win uh, the book Basic Prayer and Simple Meditation. A recovering alcoholic talks about beginning sobriety by, by Mike D., uh, and the book actually has an endorsement by Take 12 Radio on the back. Um, so we're going to give you an opportunity, and we'll tell you how you can win that uh, here in just a minute. So let me explain what we're doing. Uh, we've got uh, categories, just like in Jeopardy. Uh, we have uh, the F word, dangers in recovery, 12-step basics, miscellaneous, and recovery slogans. So you guys are going to have an opportunity. We'll go with Denver first, and we'll go with Tony, and then we'll go with Marv. And the uh, the higher the points, they go 100, 200, 300, 400. The higher <laughs> the points, the harder the question, or I should say the harder the answer. So I'm going to give... even made a graph, listeners, if you could see this. Yes. <laughs> so uh, Denver might say he wants to pick a category for $200, and then I would give him the answer, and then he would... Ask the question, uh, and for uh, example, <laughs> for example, uh, wait, think, Marv. Time uh, to go. Time to bail Sat- out. Saddle, saddle yeah, in the up. middle of all this. Saddle up. Uh, so, if the category was uh, literature um, for a hundred dollars, it may go something like this: We're told to read the first hundred and sixty-four pages of this piece of literature. And the answer would, or the question would be, what is the big book? Mm-hmm. And so that's how that would go. All right. So if you get it wrong, of course. And if you get it right, we'll give you. You'll be hearing a little of that on my end. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> 
So, I Denver Tess. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Me I'm going to put the knife to my throat immediately. Okay. Oh, Dangers in recovery for 400. Wow. Dun, dun, dun. Get, re- get ready, everybody. Get All right. Ready. Dangers in recovery for 400. Getting into a sexual or romantic relationship <laughs> before an addict is prepared to handle that relationship or its demise may lead to... <laughs> what is disaster? Um, what is relapse? You are correct. Four hundred points for Denver. Denver very, got it. very, very good. All right, Tony, your turn. I will take. I will follow in Denver's shoes. I will take the F word for four hundred. Don't do it. Wow. Don't do it. Wow. All right. Um, What's his name on Jeopardy? I was going to call Monty that. The F word for 400. Happy, joyous, and? Free. Oh, you didn't do it right. Oh. Oh, what is free? What is free is correct. I almost. (laughs) Uh, I'm leaving now. Okay, Marv, your turn. Uh Uh-oh. Sorry, Marv. Come on, Marv. Pick a category. Oh, man. (laughs) Think of your horse. Miscellaneous 200. 200? Uh, This was begun in Akron, Ohio in 1935 with a chance meeting between two alcoholics, one a doctor and one a broker. Who is Bill W. and Dr. Bob? What? Okay, here's the answer again. This. Oh, it's Silkworth. This was begun in Akron, Ohio in 1935 with a chance meeting between two alcoholics, one a doctor and one a broker, Denver or Tony. What is AA? What is AA is correct. I I had your answer, I told you I don't like games. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, uh, Denver. What? All right. Yep. It's your turn. Wow. All right. Oh, you want me to pick something, huh? Yes. Yeah, how about... uh, Miscellaneous for 400. Miscellaneous for 400. Meetings are self-supporting through this. (laughs) I know this one, and now it just totally went blank. What is through ourselves? I can't remember. What is through ourselves? Yeah. uh, uh, Can you reread that? Yeah, but you can't answer it. It's not your question. (laughs) What what is self-supporting? Okay, we'll give you that through our own contributions. Yes, oh, absolutely. Contributions. All right. These are hard. All right, Tony. And we should know this. That's the sad part. I, I did. I didn't know the wording. I thought he was asking about the doctor. Exactly. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Tony? Uh, oh, oh. I was waiting for the question. Uh, I will take recovery slogans for 400, Jack. Recovery for slog- <laughs> slogans for 400. <laughs> Trust God, clean house, and... Oh, Lord. Take inventory? What is take inventory? Wrong. Marv. Oh. You're, you can take a shot at it. Trust God, clean house, and? My mind's blank. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm on the spot here. I know. My mind's Denver? just blank. Repeat the question. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is Her trust answer. God, clean house, and? I don't know. Help others is the answer. Help oh. others. <laughs> That's why I don't help others. Okay, Marv, your turn. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is fun. No. All right. 
We'll try uh, twelve step basics for three hundred. Oh, Marv's going bigger. Go home. Do it, Marv. All right. Our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon AA unity. Wasn't that the whole thing? That's the answer. Oh, what is the question? <laughs> um. Our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon AA unity. What is tradition one? What is oh. tradition one? You almost sound like a game show. Huh? I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, we're going to go with Tony, and then Denver, and then we'll uh, we'll mix it up here a little bit. Tony. Yeah. Oh. Uh, effort for three hundred, Jack. What? I did not hear a word you said. <laughs> <laughs> effort for three hundred. Effort for three hundred. In active addiction, addicts often lose this. What is faith? Denver. <laughs> what is sobriety? <laughs> it's an F word, though. Oh, F word? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What is... Uh... Focus? What well, is focus? What are friends faith. would be oh. the What are friends? Dang it. All right, Denver, That's why your I turn. Have your turn, and then we're gonna we're we're gonna give Marv one more chance to redeem himself. Come on, Marv. Denver, can, go ahead. This. I can wrap this up right now, can't I? <laughs> Recovery split. No, I don't want that. How about uh, miscellaneous three hundred is open? Let's do Ooh, it. Miscellaneous. All right. Uh, the twelfth tradition asks members to place this before personalities. Ooh. What is? <laughs> Principles. Principles is correct. Or three hundred. Good job. All right, uh, Marv, you have a chance to redeem yourself. Uh, Come on, Marv. Believe me, it's a slim chance. (laughs) (laughs) Recovery slogans four hundred. Recovery slogans for four hundred. Go big. Uh, I thought that was you already did. Already did that one. You got to do three hundred. Okay, three hundred. Okay, finish this sentence. Be part of the solution. What is be part of the problem? We'll give it to you. What is not the problem? So that's Good we'll, job, give, Marv. We'll, give, we'll give that to you. All right. So, that's the sound effect right there. Okay. So everybody's going to have a chance. This is your grand answer. All right. And if you are listening to the show and you want to take a stab at this, be the third email to send Ooh. this in. It's timestamp, so I'll know who you are. The third email to send your uh, the question to the answer. Are you ready? Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. All right. You'll have 30 seconds. Write it down. Do not say it. All right. Here is the answer. Premeditated resentments are... Right. The answer is premeditated resentments are Tony. What is failure? Wrong. Oh dang. Premeditated resentments are Marv. What is anger turned inwards? That would be incorrect. Oh, Denver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh golly. 
That was can quite the laugh. The, can you say the question? Premeditated yeah. resentments are. I don't know. I'm going to pass. All right. The answer <laughs> is what are expectations? Oh! Uh, all right. There you go. That was fun. Yeah. Let's not do it again. Go host on the show. Sad examples. I I dare you to do this on horses. (laughs) Yeah. Next time you'll have horse jeopardy. I got a couple topics we could touch on too. Oh my god. Failed miserably. There, there, there. You have it. There you have it. Alex Trebek would not be proud of me. I kept calling him Jack. Whee! That's right. Wasn't that fun? That actually was really fun. <laughs> uh, nobody won except for our listener who's the three, third email in. Uh, and so uh, probably will because we're good alcoholics and addicts, what probably somebody will do, will listen to the show, hear the answer, and then try for it. And you're really honest but, about your emails and winning because I won that big book. Yeah, you did. Mm-hmm. But, but, but whoever's the third email with that, uh, yeah, we'll send you the book. Basic Prayer and Simple Meditation by Mike T. <laughs> uh, all right. So the topic uh, on this episode is abstinence versus re- uh, recovery. almost said resentments. So one of the issues that seems to be very apparent, uh, particularly with newcomers within our recovery fellowships many times, is this idea that if I simply stop drinking or stop using that all will be well. If I just remove the substance from my life, everything's going to go hunky dory. And what we find out more often than not is that's not the case, Mm. you know? So here's my question to, to you guys. When you first came in, did you have that, that idea in your head that if I could just stop drinking or using my life would be better? By doing that alone. Was that something that crossed your mind when you came in? Or did you know intuitively it was going to take a lot more work than just abstinence? Tony. Is that like the first time I walked through the doors? Yes. To be brutally honest? Yeah. I just wanted the law off my back. You wanted I didn't, the law off your back. Yeah. The, the yeah. nudge from the judge brought me in. Like right. you say. But after a while, and I can't tell exactly when but i know it was a few months i finally it started sinking in and then i knew i wanted it and i knew i wanted to do more and that's when i found one of my first sponsors actually she came to me which was really weird i wasn't expecting that so right there is god's work but um did she come to you and say hi i'm your sponsor your new sponsor no she came to me and she goes i think you need some assistance and i want to help you <laughs> I'm like I need all the help I can get but yeah. I mean to be honest that was I guess I've never had an aha moment but that was like the first time I realized that there was a god again I guess right. because somebody came to me and usually I can just BS people and manipulate and sure. like I gotta do this right so I, I, I mean that's just my honest. So when answer. did when did you discover discover that this was more than just abstinence? Probably from my uh, sponsor, and I won't name her name, um, but she actually made me dig deep and realize that there's more than the there's underlying issues to how you're feeling, 
and you have to dig deep. Right. Right. And it's an everyday thing. It's not just what? was that painful? Oh, Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah. So so Marv, what what about you? What's been your experience with abstinence versus recovery? I'm kind of surprised you would ask me a question after our little <laughs> Jeopardy. After oh, our I little love it. Jeopardy trip. I love it. <laughs> um, You're still in the game. You know, really, uh, I, I I kind of sort of never thought about. Uh, mm. Um, when I went to my first meeting, I was being a good guy and supporting an alcoholic wife. Okay. And it oh, took, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And it took me a long time, many months, years yeah. before it finally, uh, got through my thick head that, uh, I may not have, know how to spell it, but I am one. Right. So. Right. I, yeah. Did, did, did it ever cross your mind that, well... If I just put the plug in the jug, it'll no. all be better? No. Uh, I'll tell you what crossed my mind, uh, truthfully, for the very first meeting. Mm-hmm. I knew I had to change my way of thinking. There was something wrong. Right. And and I I caught it right from the get-go, but I wouldn't admit it. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, my pride wouldn't, I guess that's what it was. Sure. It wouldn't allow it. Sure. Yeah. Denver, what about you? Marv, I haven't heard your full story, but I'm always fascinated how you got into uh, your, oh, yeah. your own personal recovery. Oh. Not realizing it and then realizing it. Beautiful. Ah, abstinence over reco- or as compared to recovery. Yeah. Uh, putting the plug in the jug was very important, obviously. Sure. So that takes a little bit of abstinence there. Yeah. That you got to stop and... and uh, that's what I wanted in my life was to be able to stop. Uh, it's not been an easy process. Through what I've gained so far, and it's every day, uh, you know, recovery's every day. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, I'm in recovery. And just n- not drinking, I believe, would end up a losing battle for me. Yeah. It's got to be bigger than just putting the plug in the jug. Mm. You know, you start doing the soul searching that you spoke of. You know, things get deeper and you start uh, digging in. You you go deeper into yourself and sure. you realize there's a bigger issue here than just my drinking. Yeah. You know, and you want to, you want to, uh, you want to go farther at that point, you know, be putting the plug in the jug is not, it's an important thing daily. But uh, it's not the biggest thing daily always because you kind of forget about drinking when you start thinking about the other areas of right. your life that, you know, you, you want to be better in. So when you start pulling the covers back on some of this stuff, sober, and when I say sober, I mean without mind-altering chemicals. I don't mean not drunk, mm-hmm. but free from mind-altering chemicals. And you start pulling the covers back and some of this stuff gets, starts getting exposed – um, some people feel like drinking or using again, right? Because it can be very painful. You made a comment about uh, it would all be better. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it is better, but it's never better. I mean, life's got its complications, sober or drunk. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be there 
tomorrow. Sober or drunk. Sober or drunk. Right. They're going to be there. Right. So uh, being of sober mind, uh, you learn that you can deal with it with drinking uh i just put it on the back burner till tomorrow and things never got done in fact that as we all know they get worse if you don't take care of issues they're right. gonna get worse they just fester and yes. yeah and it's, i think a lot of the time the newcomer thinks it's all or nothing like they have to do this all right now but it's a daily process it's a daily re- refrain is that a word reprieve reprieve right yeah right yeah and that's, I guess, what took me a long time, and I know it takes a lot of people a long time to get it sometimes, because these, like, I would hear these people, and like, oh my God, I want that, and you know, how did they do it? Did they do it all at once? But you can't do it all at once, and that's okay. And I think sometimes you're shamed by others because you can't do it because all you at can't once. conquer the yeah the giant monster. Yeah, it does, and I've worked. Yes, it does. People that I've sponsored in the past, I've, you know, many of them were like, how can I get this done today? Mm. You know, how, how can I solve these problems? You know, people want to jump into making amends before they ever even get halfway through the steps. Yeah. And it's not time yet. You know, um, the first week that you're sober is probably not the day to walk into your creditor and <laughs> because you're still kind of reeling and maybe you're angry or maybe you start, you're just beginning to feel mm-hmm. some of the stuff on life terms instead of under the influence. Mm-hmm. It might not be the right time to go make amends yet. You may want to uh, have a little guidance in that area. But there, I, I know for, I know for me when, when the fog cleared and I started facing things on not just life's terms, but God's terms, Mm -hmm. some of this stuff was so revealing, it was a little heavy for me to actually deal with. And so some of my thinking, because Marv really hit on it, you got to change your thinking. A lot of my thinking hadn't changed yet, so my thinking automatically went back, well, you know, I could probably deal with this a little better if I just had one. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> I don't know how many times I've went back to my old buddy, right? You know, because right. of pressures. And sure, it's just it, it's uh, it. I don't want to say it's part of the program because we've talked about that. It's, it doesn't have to be, but uh, if it is that way, uh, I understand. I think any of us understand mm. that it, it's a struggle. Yeah, it, it, life's on life's terms can be pretty grueling. Right. Mm-hmm. One of the things that, that it's sad to witness, although I've learned over the years that lots of times we just don't know what God's up to in somebody's life, and so you don't want to make a judgment call on something, but it is sad for me to witness sitting in a meeting and watching somebody white-knuckle sobriety, and nothing in their life is changing at all. They're just abstinent. Mm-hmm. That's it. They're still shacking up with their, you know, significant, they call it a significant other, but maybe they've only known her or him for a week. <laughs> you know, um, they're they're still cheating on their taxes. They're still lying about this or that. None of the other behaviors are changing at all, except they're not drinking or using. And I watch this and, I, and they, they're like, well, I came here to stop drinking or I came here to stop using. 
period. And those folks that are simply abstinent seem to be, or it seems to be, that they end up returning to what they know so well mm-hmm. because the underlying issues aren't being dealt with. Mm-hmm. You know, we know that the narcotics, the pornography, the overspending, the the, the booze, the whatever it is that you're struggling with, those are just symptoms. Yeah. And so when we are simply abstinent, we're simply dealing with the symptom only. We're mm-hmm. not dealing with the underlying problems that may have been fueling that. Mm-hmm. And I think our rooms sometimes are filled with people. That's all they want. They just want the pain to stop. Mm-hmm. And so they think if they just stop drinking or using, the pain will stop. And then when the pain doesn't stop, they go back to medicate the pain again. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we do people a disservice by telling them, you know, just keep coming back. Don't, you don't have to do anything. Just keep coming back. And, and I understand the heart of that. I understand encouraging somebody to come back to day two and day three. And I think that's good. But I think sometimes we're not willing to step up to the plate. I, I think those of us who've been in the rooms for a number of years, we have a responsibility to step up to the plate and help guide the newcomer into an arena where their thinking can begin to change. And I think Mm -hmm. if we don't do that, then then we're kind of recovery thieves. We're just kind of hanging out. Mm -hmm. Uh, What are your thoughts, Tony? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I I agree. You got to help the one who is kind of like the lost lamb, you know? Right. It's like, kind of like what Pastor Kelly said yesterday. Uh, and I'll make a very long story short, but, you know, Jesus came and helped at Mark or Peter's house. I can't remember. I think it was Mark's house. But then, you know, the, they, there is some, there's thousands of people there, but, uh, and Monty, you probably know what I'm talking about. So not at the um, moment. I know. Okay. So (laughs) they, they brought this paralyzed man. Oh, Okay. Through, well, it showed on the movie The Roof. I don't know. Through the roof. Yeah. Yeah. Lowered him through the roof. him through the roof. Yeah. So it's like, it's kind of like that. I think you have to want to help somebody as a, and also want to be helped and make that extra effort. Does that make sense? Sure. Can you help me here? (laughs) I don't know what I'm trying. It just kind of came to my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Because there were so many people they couldn't get in. So they they were so determined to get this guy help. It didn't make any sense. That they, they lowered him down through the road. Well, that's going to any lengths to help somebody, right? Yeah. I don't know about you, but if somebody's punched the hole through my roof and started lowering somebody down, I'd be going, you know, that person's determined. Yeah. Um, I was trying to relate it to the topic. That well, yeah, I think you're right. Head. I think that determination that we we need to have a passion about giving away what's been given to us mm-hmm. um, to even that degree. Uh, at the same time, but that's that's also an example of somebody that wanted it. Exactly, that's why I said you right? have to want it too. The paralyzed man wanted it yeah. um, because we don't chase people down, mm-hmm. right? Um, we may one or two times, you know, because sometimes people just can't get the momentum going, and so we help them do that. But after a while, you have to just kind of step back and go, okay, the rest the rest of this is up to you. If you want to remain abstinent, mm-hmm. 
and that's all you're looking for, let me know how that works for you. Mm. Uh, Maybe that was a poor example. No, I don't think it was. Okay. <laughs> I think it was a good example. Denver? Uh, I think one of the biggest questions is how bad do you want it? Mm-hmm. Right. Will you go to any lengths? Right. And, and <clears throat> putting the plug in the jug is a wonderful thing because you're going to start thinking different thoughts. But you are going to <clears throat> immediately, I'm almost positive, bump into issues that's going to uh, cause you to want to pick up a bottle again. Mm-hmm. The nagging's going to come at you and come at you. So you, you're going to have to, at some point, uh, putting the plug in the jug is not going to stop the nagging. You're going to have to start dealing with the issues. Do you have anger issues? Do you have this issue? Mm. Do you have that issue? You will drink again if you do not deal with uh, the issues. They don't have to be dealt with all at once because mm. they can't be. Yeah. But at some point, uh, just remaining sober, uh, I hope, uh, as, as you said, let me know how that works. I hope it works for you. Yeah. But it's an uncomfortable place to be in life. Very uncomfortable. Yeah. So I was reading a post uh, from, it was either Kurt or Rick, R. I'm not sure. Or they were talking back and forth. Marv knows who I'm talking about. I uh, Rick moved. <laughs> he, he moved. I think he moved to California or something. And, oh, and, Roseburg. Uh, Roseburg, right. And, and Kurt, Cowboy Kurt. Um, but one of them had said, had made the mention about it was sad when they hear people say, well, if I'm a, if I'm a horse thief and I get sober, I'm just a sober horse thief. And he said, how sad is that? Because if, and that really, that kind of is what inspired me to, to look at this topic. It, if that's all you want is just to be without the substance of choice, but you have no desire to change your behavior sober and if that's all you are as a sober horse thief, God, I hope not. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not a sober horse thief anymore. You know, I, I got to tell you, I was a horse thief before I ever started drinking. My life was unmanageable before I ever put any booze in me. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I'm not that guy. I'm just not. And I think in order to change some of our behaviors, we cannot settle for being simply abstinent. I don't think we can settle for that. Mm -hmm. I I think we have work to do. And we lose a lot of people at two steps in particular, step four and step nine, because step four, we're putting pen to paper and we're starting to reveal and pull the covers back. Mm -hmm. And that's very hard for some people. And step nine, we're beginning to make direct amends with people and we're seeing them eyeball to eyeball, and there's a lot of fear there, right? Um, the reason that going into step nine before doing anything else is bad is because you haven't done a fear inventory yet to help wash away some of the fears. And once you do that, it becomes, I don't know if, if the word's easier, but um, I don't know what the word would be. It, it, it just becomes more palatable, I guess, to be able to make amends to people in step nine. But I think the rooms are filled with people that they read the steps on the wall, therefore they've done them. Mm. I I almost wish they'd take them down off the wall because it, it it's kind of like you know, I, I come in here, I look up on the board, 
I read them, therefore I've done them. No, you haven't. You know, and and so I I see <coughs> abstinence only as being a big issue, uh, and recovery kind of being people skirting around it. Um, so if if I'm doing the same behaviors that I was doing before, and I've just removed the substance, i.e., alcohol or narcotics, but I'm still doing the same behaviors, am I in recovery? Am I in recovery? Marv, if I'm living the same way? Well, I think that this whole conversation, we're, we're missing a part that hasn't been brought up yet. Um, and that that is the fact um, people have, I'm not quite sure even how to, look, there's people that come into meetings that are sincere about not drinking, but they don't know what to do because their worldview, their experience in life has hammered them into a position where they're actually in a prison. Hmm. And so what I've seen uh, through the years is people get it when they come to meetings. And, you know, the second tradition is absolutely true. You know, God shows himself, this is a paraphrase and sure. our group conscience right and if these if they're sincere about not drinking and they're coming to meetings god will for a fact work in their lives and open their eyes and oh wait a minute mm. you know this mm -hmm. is what i thought for the last 30 years or something and now oh that was that wasn't right and then um, to apply that to the steps. Right. But then, like they say in the meetings, more will be revealed. Right. You're just peeling off one little layer. Right. I know so many times in recovery for me, it's been kind of a, a, a big giant being baffled because mm. something will come off and I'll get the light yeah. and a day later... Something else will come up to show me. Oh no, you're not well. <laughs> you yeah. know. So the process, so right? The, the process, process of, of that program is ongoing. It don't stop. You don't graduate. Uh, it's a lifelong thing for an alcoholic. I think so. Perhaps, perhaps we judge too quickly. When we see somebody well, we simply being abstinent and there may be a process going on that we're not even aware of, right? That, that's what I think. Yeah. I really Good and, point. And the, the the reason I think that is because they're sitting there. If mm. the process wasn't going on, they wouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> good point. Really good point. Yeah. So what's bringing them back if all they're doing is not drinking or not using? They Probably a power greater than themselves. That's what I'm thinking, yeah. Yeah. And there's a guy right now in Group 1 that's going through that. Yeah. And and you can tell when I talk to him, you can tell he's just baffled. He, he says, I don't know why I drink. I don't know why I drink. It's driving me crazy. But when I come to meetings, I don't drink. <laughs> you know? But wow. He's... He knows he needs to be there, but he don't know why he needs to be there. Right. 
right. I guess. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. That Yeah, so, yeah, so perhaps we judge too quickly. And so the guy, you're sitting there, he's been there for a year, and you're, you look at him, he's, his life is miserable. We, we may call it white-knuckling it or being a dry drunk or whatever, but we may not know what God's up to. Right? That's what, yeah. He may, he may need this rough time to get to the next step of what he's accomplishing in recovery. And we may be too quick to say, well, obviously he's not working a program. But maybe God is. Ooh. What a concept. So um, on, on uh, social media yesterday, I, I read a post about predators in the rooms. Mm, I think I read that. Same yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and this did kind of speak to people that were coming into the rooms with an agenda mm-hmm. other than recovery. Maybe they were coming in to be, to get sober or abstinent. Mm-hmm. But once they got abstinent, there are some of their old behaviors, predatory behaviors were still going on. And that, to me, was an example of abstinence versus recovery. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a whole other issue. I mean, predators in the meetings. I mean, mm-hmm. there's predators everywhere. Mm-hmm. They're in church. They're, they're in schools. They're at the workplace. They're in synagogues. They're in AA meetings. They're in CR meetings. There's predators everywhere. Um, but I think that we can even reach them. I really do. I, I I read a I read a response. There was a guy. I think it was a guy that said something to the effect of that he was he was kind of predatory when he first came in, mm-hmm. but now he's changed. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's our responsibility to make sure God, the rooms are safe. But God, God working in our group conscious. There I you go. Said that same thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We could do a whole show on predatory people in in meetings. Uh, but thank God, God is in the meetings, right? Because we may have an awful lot of knowledge and, and worked with people for years and all that kind of stuff, but we really still know very little. Don't you think, Marv? I know I don't know much. Right. (laughs) Right. We still know very, very, very little. Um, I proved that earlier in the show. (laughs) (laughs) I still love you, Marv. <laughs> well, I love everybody here, but y'all know. So if you want more than just to abstain, or you're discovering that maybe that's not quite enough for you, uh, and you don't have a sponsor, or you don't have a mentor or a spiritual advisor, you may want to consider listening to somebody in the meetings. You know, I, I hate to be cliche here, but... Listening to the similarities, Mm -hmm. looking at their life and seeing that maybe they have some things that you want and and talk to them, talk to them. There there are people that will be glad to step up and and walk you through this process uh, and share their experience, strength and hope. Many of them aren't going to approach you, though. Mm -hmm. They're they're waiting for you to make the approach. Some will approach you. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. People have different flavors of how they do that. Uh, but if you're waiting for someone to approach you, you may be waiting for a long time. Mm-hmm. So if you are one of these that keeps coming back, you're not sure why, but you keep doing, 
It may be that God's trying to knock on your heart to say, hey, there's somebody in here that can help you be more than just abstinent, but actually help you recover. And uh, maybe that's why you keep coming back. Mm. I don't know. You know, another thing, and I'm kind of tongue-in-cheek saying this, but it was brought up earlier about the newcomer being the most important person in the room. Right, that letter, yeah. Yeah, we don't know that. No, we don't. God God may be working on two or three other people. You bet. So, yeah. There you go. There you go. All right. Closing thoughts, anybody? Denver. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I wish the rain would stop in Oregon. I was going to say that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm fixing it. I did it on Denver. <laughs> Hard on my recovery. Let's put it that way. Wow. <laughs> and bike riding in it sucks. Yeah, yeah. Tony rode her bike to the studio today. Uh, for lack in the of rain. Luck. In the rain. I, I know sometimes, but just keep coming back. Keep yeah. the plug in the jug, and uh, it it's a it'll happen. I think you know if you're ready, you got to do some work. You got to step forward and do some work, though. You know, I've seen people that weren't ready, but God made them ready. Yeah. <laughs> Something would happen, and they're like, where'd that come from? Uh, right? that, that was what I was trying to say earlier, too. Yeah. It's like, I did I did not want to get sober whatsoever. But after a while, God got into my heart. Now I go to church. Yeah. So if you're frustrated because the people in the rooms where you gather Mm -hmm. don't seem to be working a program, keep working the program yourself Mm -hmm. because you may be the only example of the program that they see. Mm -hmm. And instead of getting all huffy puffy about it, maybe you just need to be that example and just keep doing it. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, are you abstinent? Are you in recovery? I can't answer that. You, you have to uh, figure that out for yourself. Marv, have, have a good afternoon. May you always ride a good horse. There oh, you yeah, go. How is your new horse? A tall horse today if How's you're cro- crossing the creek. A tall Yeah. Mm. Uh, how is your new pony? Mm. He's doing good. <laughs> yep. Good. All right, Michael Perrington and the Messengers, uh, he kind of makes a, a kind of a funny song out of this. We've played it before. I just love it. Uh, it talks about the marijuana maintenance program. It's called High and Dry. This is about a guy who's uh, not abstinent or in recovery. Here's, here's Michael Perrington. I'm on the marijuana maintenance program. I haven't had to take a drink so far Every time I'm tempted to go out and get drunk I smoke a joint and stay home from the bar High and dry, what a good boy am I High and dry, yes I am a sober dope guy High and dry, my chemicals and me Fill my life with pharmaceutical serenity Find a doctor to prescribe codeine to ease my pain. I told him I'm in recovery, and he gave me some Valium to keep me sane. High and dry, what a good boy am I? High and dry, yes, I am a sober dope guy. High and dry, my chemicals and me 
song high and dry don't forget to check out all of our other social media pages uh the different websites wordpress youtube etc by going to take 12 radio.com you'll find it all there along with tons of great recovery resources workshops and a plethora of archived shows of the best in recovery talk and positive music right here at khlt recovery broadcasting out of little albany oregon Until our next broadcast, this is the Monty Man along with the Take 12 Recovery Radio family, and we're wishing God's perfect serenity for you. Bye-bye now. This has been a broadcast of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting. She's a super cat, super cat, she's super kitty, meow. Yeah, kitty, 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 meow. <laughs> <laughs>